Welcome to My Empower Project with your host, Erin Rowe. We will discuss nutrition, fitness, becoming your own boss, and just becoming better every day. I invite you to join My Empower Project as we embark, embrace, encompass, and enlighten. Welcome to the show, My Empower Project, where I share new ideas and also invite guests who are experts in their field and are inspiring individuals in hopes of encouraging you listening to step out of your comfort zone, which is the only place where you can grow as a person and to remind you that you are capable of doing hard things, of doing amazing things, and of being part of this small percent that lives a limitless life. Today, we have personal trainer, Brittany Culp. She's joined us. Hey, Brittany. Hey. <laughs> hey, so I'm happy you and I are able to talk today. How did you get into the fitness industry? I always tell people I didn't necessarily find fitness. I think that fitness found me because <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't an athlete by any means growing up whatsoever. Um, I got into modeling, though, whenever I got into college. And then I kind of just aimlessly started trying to quote unquote diet. And I did a lot of cardio, which is funny because now I hate cardio. But back <laughs> then I was all about it. And um, I was this 108 pound thing. And I was only, I'm, I'm five foot eight. So 108 pounds is like tiny for my frame and my height. Um, and I was on Facebook one day and I came across an ad for a local bodybuilding competition. And I heard about the bikini division. So I kind of did my research and looked it up. And I was like, you know, I kind of, that's the kind of look that I want to go for. Like, I don't want to be just skinny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, I didn't know anything about weightlifting. So I hired my first personal trainer with the goal of competing at my first show um, the following year. And I just fell in love with it. I did my first show and I was hooked and I've been competing ever since. So I started, I guess, lifting weights in 2013, but I did my first show in 2014. That's awesome. I love that you said how fitness found you because I feel like that's what happened to me too. <laughs> really? Yeah. And we all know that thoughts play a big role in the way that we treat our bodies, our food choices, and even our decision to have the discipline to exercise. What advice do you have about our mindset when it comes to working out? So I totally agree. Like you can't train your body to be strong if your mind is weak. Because more times than not, our minds kind of defeat us. They give up before our body does. And I think I can kind of attest to that because I do have a degree in psychology. I have a bachelor's in psychology and sociology. And I also have my master's in counseling psychology, and I passed the licensure exam to be a therapist. So I incorporate a lot of mindset aspects into my training with my clients a lot, because I think we're like, we're our own worst enemy. You know, a lot of times, especially for people just getting into fitness, they kind of have that all or nothing thinking like the day has to be completely perfect or the week has to be completely perfect or else. I'm a failure and I might as well just self-sabotage and give up or you discount the positive, meaning you only see the negative. You're too busy comparing yourself to other people rather than recognizing where you started and where you are now and where you're going. There's so many things that I think that relate to mindset that I could talk about. I could, I could go on forever. But I think the biggest thing I think people need to keep in mind is that it's your journey 
and you need to just focus on you and speak positively. Changing your language has a lot to do with it. If you're talking negatively about yourself, your actions are going to reflect that and you're just going to be stuck. You have to think positively if you want to keep moving forward. And at the end of the day, it's good to have a support system like these external people or sources of motivation. Like I know a lot of people are, you know, avid Instagram stalkers of all these fitness models and things like that. But at the end of the day, motivation is fleeting. You have to have persistence and dedication because motivation, it, it's, it's just a feeling. It comes and goes. You can be motivated and not do anything with it. Like I watch the Olympics and I see these gymnastic girls and it's super motivating, but it doesn't mean I'm going to get up there and get on a balance beam. Like, <laughs> so, you know, you gotta just, you gotta just do it. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, if you just actions say more than thoughts, really. So they kind of got to go hand in hand. They need to reflect each other. That was also well said. You become your words or you become your thoughts. So if you tell yourself in, in your mind, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it, then that's going to be the reality. And something else I like that you said is how motivation, I said this to a friend recently and didn't even realize how she actually thought about it when she went home that night. I said, oh, well, I don't work out because I'm motivated. I'm not motivated. I just disciplined and she really thought about that so it's, it's nice that you said something similar because it's a decision it's not motivation because that comes and goes yeah you gotta like always keep in mind the bigger picture I mean the way that I put it to my clients you know when they're like I'm just not motivated anymore especially with the new year coming around that's when everybody is all about it like yeah my new year's resolution I'm gonna lose x amount of pounds or I'm gonna get that beach body I've always wanted and you know, you start off with like all this gas in your tank first month and then it starts to kind of deplete because let's be for real. A lot of us, we don't just <laughs> work out and then that's it. We have other obligations. We have school or kids or spouses or our jobs or all of the above and that we're giving our energy to. So it's not like we can just focus on fitness 100%. So balancing that is where people I think get discouraged. So you have to just remind yourself like, it's a means to an end. Going to the gym is a means to an end. If you want to be healthy and have the body you've always wanted, working out and eating correctly are a means to an end, kind of like going to work. Like you're not always going to want to get up and go to work, but you need to pay your bills. So you need to get paid, right? It's just this sequence that you got to keep in mind. Not to say that you can't enjoy the gym. Like I don't want people to think of it as a chore necessarily, but you know, sometimes it's a means to an end. And a lot of women nowadays, they feel like they're spread too thin. They can barely keep their head above water. They're not even getting enough sleep. Do you have advice for someone who maybe can't leave the home because they don't have a sitter or they don't have means in their budget to hire a trainer? The internet is such a resourceful tool nowadays. I mean, you can literally Google anything. <laughs> now, granted, there's so much conflicting information out there, but even if you just get out with like your baby in a stroller and go for a walk or even now, like I know Paige Hathaway just had a baby and she's a really influential fitness model and she's been very open about her journey and she's posted workouts like holding her baby and stuff. So <laughs> I love that. I follow her too. Her and Emily Sky both hold their babies with their workouts. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, you know, if there's a will, there's a way doing something is better than doing nothing. And a, a big thing that I think a lot of people should keep in mind who are just getting in to fitness is that your nutrition is a huge chunk of it. Even if you can't make it to the gym, you know, five days a week, even if you just do two or three days or a workout at home, buy some resistance bands or a weight set for your home, 
as long as you're eating right for your body, that's like a huge chunk of it right there. And that also helps with your energy and, and it helps with your sleep and even exercise helps with your sleep. So they all kind of go hand in hand. They feed off of each other. But yeah, the ultimate takeaway is something is better than nothing. And many people live the vicious cycle of they don't start because it's hard and then they start and then they're sore or injured. So then they stop and then months go by or years and they say, I'll start next Monday. What do you say is a good way to overcome that hard part of getting into that initial routine? Find your why. Um, I've been on several podcasts before and that's always my finishing like line, my finishing message. Find your why. Why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to look a certain way? Why do you want to improve yourself, your mental health, your physical health? As long as you remember your why, that's going to point you in the right direction. That's going to dictate all the decisions you make moving forward. And that's going to keep you on track. It's going to be your compass, if you will. And if you really know your why and get in touch with that, you'll be pushed to start right away. You won't want to wait till Monday. You'll want to do it the next day. You have to really dig deep and find your why. I love that. I, I totally agree with you. I believe in your why so much. And it's something you have to kind of remind yourself because it's that much of a motivating factor. Yeah. And I think it can be said about everything, not just fitness. Why do I want to choose this career path? Why do I want to stay in this relationship? Why do I want to move somewhere else? You know, you should always know your why. And sometimes it takes longer for certain people to find their why and that's fine. But as long as you try and I think that we, as people nowadays, especially uh, with social media, we do that social comparison that I was telling you about. We're too busy looking in on other people's lives and wanting what they have or comparing ourselves to them rather than just really focusing on ourselves and our own self-improvement and comparing ourselves to who we were a year ago and where we want to be a year from now. We don't focus enough on introspection, I guess you could say. Yeah, just daily progress against yourself. Become better than you were yesterday because your situation is different from them. And it's funny what you said earlier too, because today I said we all wouldn't skip a day of eating, you know, besides fasting. We don't skip work. We don't skip breathing. It's a shame how many people skip exercise. And like you said, it helps you sleep. It just really elevates your life. Yeah. And you, you know, another thing too, I tell my clients when they're just like, I just don't have time. I think that's that's the biggest thing. And I'm sure you hear that a lot. I just don't have time. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to focus on myself. I don't have time to eat. And the funny thing about time is that our schedule just doesn't magically open itself up. We have to make time. Time is there. It's always going to be there. It's about sitting down and writing out your day and fitting it in somewhere, even if it's just 30 minutes. I mean, if you do an hour workout, if you think about it, it's only 4% of your day. That's nothing. Yes. So true. And I think you just kind of have to think ahead a little bit. Like tomorrow, this is going to be my time or the morning works best for me or the evening. Writing up your monthly budget for your bills. You got to budget your time. Yes. Budget your paycheck. And I wanted to tell you a little bit more about me. I started exercising in 2013. Is that when you said your first show was? Yes. Started <laughs> exercising in 2013, but my show was in 2014. So Okay. So I started in 2013 and I started to compete in bikini level also in 2016. So a couple of years after you and then 2017 and since then. So now two years I've had injury after injury and I have not worked out consistently, which is the complete opposite of those intense training days, which you know. And so although my <laughs> body composition has changed and I wouldn't call myself 
outfit after losing the strength, like strength-wise. My weight is the same because I don't waver from making good food choices. That's super important to me. For those who would like to make changes to their body, how important do you rate nutrition? I know you mentioned it a little earlier, but you've seen so many client transformations over the years. How do you rate nutrition when it comes to working out? I'd say it's about 70% of the overall goal. A huge chunk. Yeah. Definitely more than half of it. Most people don't work out like a bodybuilder. So that 70% is very <laughs> is very true. And if you don't work out like a bodybuilder, I'm going to say it's probably even 80%. It becomes even more important. You hear people all the time like, oh, and I, I don't really like to, to judge other people's posts that I see, but I see a lot of stupid, misguided crap posted online lately. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody made a post the other day and I was really surprised because, you know, they've been into fitness a long time and they said something along the lines like, oh, I haven't worked out in a week and I've probably lost like three pounds of muscle. It was something really out there like that. And I'm like, that's like physically impossible. You could take probably two weeks off and not yeah. lose any kind of progress, you know, especially if you're sticking to your meals and you're eating all your protein and getting in all your calories. But yeah, I think people really neglect how important nutrition is. And yes, exercise is important. But as long as you're eating the right nutrients and getting in all the vitamins that we need, that's another thing too, especially people that sign up with me for my meal plans and my training. I'm shocked to see how vitamin deficient a lot of people are nowadays. And then once they start taking these vitamins that I recommend, and they're not like any kind of like special magic vitamins or magic beans or anything like that. They're just your regular garden variety vitamins that you can get at CVS or Walgreens, but they're effective. And people within a week, nine times out of 10, tell me that their energy has improved so much. That's amazing. I was going to ask you if you help with nutrition or if it's only the fitness side. I do nutrition and one-on-one -on -one personal training and online training programs. And actually come January, I'm going to be starting a, I'm calling it my Warrior Women series. And I'm going to be doing seminars for women at my gym every other month, focusing on various topics of fitness, you know, nutrition, cardio, weightlifting, mindset, all these things. My boyfriend teaches Muay Thai, so he's going to even come in and teach self-defense at one of them. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. I'm really trying to propel myself forward with my fitness business because yes, I have a degree in counseling psychology, but I, right now I'm technically an intern. So basically I'm not fully licensed. I need to complete 3000 supervision hours before I can get my full license. But where I live, it's very scarce finding an intern position full time to pay your bills. So I've been making the living doing personal training and I've been limiting myself as how many clients I take on because I keep waiting for this internship job to fall in my lap. And then I realized I'm really good at the training stuff and I like it. So why not just take on more clients? And then if I find an internship position later, well, then I'll deal with it then. But right now I need to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of me and the demand. I have people that are wanting to work with me and I'm tired of turning people away. So come the new year, I'm going to take full advantage and really try to create something that is my brand and what all the things I believe in and that I've learned and that I think are important and that I think other women should know too. First, I love the name that you chose. Yeah, my Warrior Women series. That's what I'm going to call it. I love that. And I actually just took a Muay Thai class. 
Oh, really? For the very first time, but I kind of hurt my back doing it. I guess I think I'm just too fragile with a disc injury, but oh my gosh, I loved it. It gave me such a high. I'm saying that because you are going to add variety. That's going to be amazing because people would benefit from seeing just how you have to be well-rounded. There's so many people in the gym that really just don't change. It's also like the effectiveness of their workout, but I don't think they focus on diet. They just think, oh, I'll go to the gym tomorrow after eating junk all day Sunday. Or these supplements. That's a big thing I'm noticing too. It's like, well, I'm taking a fat burner. Why am I not losing <laughs> fat? And I'm like, well, what are you eating yeah, while like they, you're they, taking the Even just their vitamins. I'm like, is your body absorbing them? Like you need to eat vitamin foods too. <laughs> I yeah. believe you work in a facility that is only one-on-one -on -one training. So what is the yes, so. of a personal trainer in a facility like that? I'm sure working with female clients, you've heard this a lot too. As women, especially women who are just starting to go to the gym, it can be very intimidating. So a lot of my female clients that come to me are just like, I'm just intimidated to go work out next to all the guys. Or I'm even intimidated to work out in the women's section because I see women that look good and you can tell they've been doing it a while and I'm afraid I'm going to look dumb. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I guess the beauty of our facility being a quote unquote private gym, meaning it, it's only for personal trainers and their clients. There's no gym memberships or anything like that. You come and train with your trainer and then you leave and then, you know, our next client comes in. It's very intimate. It's private. There's no big crowds. It's always clean. And it really provides like an environment that feels like home. Like even when I, I'm working out with a client and there's other trainers there training their clients, like we're all interacting with each other and encouraging each other. And we all see the progress, especially the clients that have been with us for months. And you kind of see the transformation that happens from when they come in that day one and they're so timid. And then, you know, by like week four or five, they're like cutting up with us and joking and their confidence is there. And then what I really enjoy is when my clients come to me, you know, that timid, shy, self-conscious person, and then like a few weeks into it, they're like, you know what, I went to the gym by myself the other day. And I actually went out of the women's section and went and worked out like in the open where all the other people were. And that to me is like the biggest yes that I could probably get. <laughs> That's very rewarding, I'm sure. I mean, most people say they want to lose weight, but what they want is to feel confident. So an environment with you in an intimate setting like that, they can focus on their form and not worry about, are my clothes covering my belly? And, and it sounds like it's a great way to begin. Yeah, it really is. And I think it's, it's good for us trainers too, because we get to have that connection with our clients. Whereas when you work at like these franchise gyms, like a Gold's or a Lifetime, you're at the mercy of having to work around the people that have gym memberships to use the equipment. You know, so sometimes like you can't even use a machine that you want to use for your client who's paying you for that hour because you know what I mean? Especially at those peak times, like in the evenings when it's busy and people are all getting off of work, all the machines are taken. At our gym, it's not like that. And even if another trainer is using a machine, we're real good about letting each other work in or if I'm done with a machine, I'll be like, hey, it's open, you can come. And that's the beauty of it. We're like a little family. That's what I say. We're a nice little cohort. <laughs> that's great. I know at my gym, people are sitting on the bench with their phone and I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, okay, yeah. text later. <laughs> Tell me about the consulting that you offer. Is it on the phone or is it online? So for my people that are in town, I always try to convince them to come into the gym so that they can see the facility because they hear private gym and they probably think, oh, it's like this little small, you know, sweet style studio. It's like tiny, which there's nothing wrong with that. I've seen some pretty good, nice little setups like that where they 
they can run an effective business. But our gym is a fully equipped gym. Like it used to have memberships, but then we got new ownership. And she said, you know what? I want to make this more intimate. And I just want to make it a personal training facility only. So that's what we did. It's a fully equipped gym. So when people come and actually see it, they're like, wow, it has all the equipment that a regular gym has. And then it's not crowded. And then they get to see the other trainers interacting with their clients. So for my in-town people, I always try to get them to come into the gym. For my out-of-town people or the people that just absolutely can't make it in to meet with me in person, I do do phone consultations as well. And they're free, kind of getting to know a little bit about me and what my philosophy is about nutrition and training and then get to know their goals, where they're starting out or if they had a trainer before. And I always ask this too. I'm like, have you had a trainer before? And if the answer is yes, I say, okay, so what did you like about your other trainer? And what did you not like? And even with my therapy clients, when I was doing therapy, as therapists, we asked that too. Have you been in therapy before? What did you like about your therapist? What did you not like? Because obviously what was what they were doing before wasn't working for them or else they wouldn't be coming to somebody different. Very true. It's nice that you offer the option for them to call you and just get to know each other first because it really shows you're passionate and you really do care about helping your client. Yeah, I don't believe in this whole like, okay, you message me on Messenger and then I message you back a sheet of my rates and then that's it. Like, I don't believe in that. That doesn't provide any quality control that doesn't really provide any details or the opportunity for somebody to ask questions especially somebody who's first starting out you're gonna have a million questions right you're so passionate and I like that you're so transparent in your Facebook post Brittany and that is how I grew to know you a little I feel like I know you and I saw <laughs> your passion behind what you do as a career and I enjoy reading your posts because it reminds me that everyone has their own struggles, but it's not okay to use them as an excuse because we all have them. What do you tell clients that come to you with excuses and have you had to overcome any of your own struggles? I think, and I've even had to tell myself this over the years, you know, because like we were saying, we're not always motivated to do things. And we, as people, everybody has off days or we get in these funks of depression or anxiety or self-doubt. So I always tell people there's a difference between an excuse and a reason. An excuse is a rationalization as to why you refuse to do something. And then a reason is very substantial and is something that has caused you to absolutely not be able to do something. And more times than not, we have excuses than we do reasons. So, you know, like an injury, that's a reason to take some time off from the gym. I can't find time to go to the gym, but I can find time to go party with my friends. Well, that was an excuse. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, you know, or even me, I have a disability, you know, I'm blind and um, I don't let that try to define me. I think it's just a characteristic. It's something as characteristic as me having blonde hair or me having tattoos. It just is. Like I've had to just learn to adapt and find other ways of doing things. And I mean, I used to work out at Gold's and I would see a man in a wheelchair there at 5.30 every morning when I was doing my cardio. There's always somebody out there who's going to have a struggle that's equal to yours or if not worse. And where there's a will, there's a way. I tell people this all the time too. Like people probably think looking at me being blind that the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was my disability, but it wasn't. My biggest obstacle that I've had to overcome was my own mindset, my own self-defeating thoughts, my own negative self-image you know and some of that maybe was due to just me being negative in general maybe some of that was due to some past things that i went through but it wasn't an excuse it shouldn't ever define anybody it's not a reason for you to be a negative person or lash out at other people you just find your why i mean <laughs> i can't say it enough find your why 
Absolutely, because any one thing either going on or a trait, it doesn't define you. It doesn't define a person. Mindset, it's the hardest thing I feel to teach, even just for the upcoming season. What is the best way to stick to a New Year's resolution? I say write down your goals because a lot of people too are very hands-on. Like I know my boyfriend for one, if he doesn't write it in his schedule, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to write it down or even accountability. That's a big thing too. A lot of people just lack accountability when it comes to themselves. So maybe go in with like a partner or your spouse, friend or somebody. That way you can be accountable to each other or even then hire a coach. Not to say that a coach is going to be your magic pill that's going to get you the body you want, because I explain this to people too when they sign up with me in person and online. It's a 50-50 relationship. My 50% is to come up with a plan and keep adjusting the plan to keep your body progressing to where your goal, where your end game is. Your 50% is to take this plan and execute it. That involves a lot of accountability. So yes, checking in is accountability, but other than those check-ins, what are you doing those other six days of the week? <laughs> so accountability, I tell people, that's something that has to be learned and that it acquires over time with consistency and dedication. It's not something that is just in us, unfortunately. I agree. You have to kind of train yourself to act like the person you want to become. Yeah. And for people that are just really in a funk, depression and anxiety, they, they are real. They're very real, especially yes. around the holidays. Seasonal depression is a thing. A lot of people get really down around the holidays. If it's something that's persistent, I say go get your mental health checked out. I mean, yes, it's good to go to the gym and it does help with your dopamine and your serotonin levels and it can help with anxiety and depression. But for some people, if you think about it, I actually talked about this on a podcast that I was on a few months ago and they were asking me like, well, how I felt about medication for depression and anxiety. And I said, I think that some people need them and that exercise, although it's good and can help, if you really think about it, if somebody is so depressed that they can't even muster the energy to shower, how are you going to expect them to meal prep and go to the gym? So sometimes that medication can be kind of a kick in the ass, if you will, to level out whatever's going on in the brain and the body. And then from there, you can go to the gym and implement those habits once you get that kick in the ass and then be weaned off the medication. And I always tell people, don't just rely on uh, medication or fitness or whatever your hobby is, your distraction. You should go to talk therapy too, because talking to somebody is a very powerful thing, especially somebody who is not biased to your situation, because I'm sure we all have that friend <laughs> that we go and tell our problems to. But unfortunately, a lot of the times the advice is biased. So Talk therapy. I'm a real big fan of talk therapy. You've dropped so many important gems today. And I don't know if it's from my years of reading personal development, but you just hit the nail on the head with all of these things that if people listen to this twice, I mean, they all really are what helps you get to the next level. And everybody's on a different point in their journey. So I, I'm glad you mentioned comparisons are not helpful. But if we want to continue to follow you, where can we find you on social media? My Instagram handle is culprit, C-U-L-P-B-R-I-T. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Britculp, B-R-I-T-C-U-L-P. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking your time and talking with us today. Where are you located if we want to check out your facility? I am in Corpus Christi. And the name of my gym that I work at is called One Fit Gym, O-N-E, Fit Gym. 
and it's on Alameda and Robert Drive. The address is 438 Robert Drive. So I've never been to Texas, but I hope to really? at one point. Never, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend in Austin. How far is that from you? Austin's about three and a half hours, and that's actually where my bodybuilding coach is located. So every now and then I go up there to train. And my posing coach is also there too. So we FaceTime for posing a lot of the time. But every now and then during a prep, I try to go up there at least once for posing and to work out at the gyms there because they have some really amazing facilities up there. Do Do you have a show planned for this next year? I'm actually getting ready for a powerlifting competition right now. Oh. My first powerlifting competition. It's very different from bodybuilding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm actually less than three weeks out from that. And that's going to be in Houston. I'm doing the deadlift only category. So that's going to be exciting. And then once the new year rolls around, I'll start prepping for bodybuilding again. I'm going to do a local show either in May or June. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to just see how my body looks come like March or April. And then I'll decide which one I want to sign up for. But yeah, I need to renew my national qualification because last year I went to Miami for nationals. Um, And of course, obviously I didn't get the pro card. (laughs) It's okay. It was my first national show and it was a wonderful experience. So I need to renew my national qualification. So that's the goal for my May or June show. And then if I renew it, I plan to compete either in Vegas in July or Miami again in November of next year. I'm excited for your show in three weeks. And then I'm going to keep watching and see how it all pans out because I was considering a show next year. I only started to look today at the dates, but I have a ways to go. So I'm not going to pick one until I assess myself too. Well, the good news is there's a show like every month now or every weekend now. There, yeah. There's there's so many options. So you don't even have to be married to a show. You could even start January, February and do one later next year in November or December. It's a long distance run. It's not a sprint. <laughs> That's true. I was trying to not fly because I worry so much about following up with the travel, but I can't worry about that until I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah, like you're already worrying about it and it's not even here yet. So then the worrying is what's going to mess you up. Cortisol, it's our worst enemy. And I can tell you right now, I flew for the first time for a show when I went to Miami last year. That's why you always try to go early if you can. At least a day before athlete check-in. That way you can do your last cardio session and drink your water or do what you need to do. Get settled. I'm glad that I did that for Miami because some people I know try to fly in the day of athlete check-in and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> not a good I idea. Can, <laughs> I can never do that. But yeah, the water retention wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it's also because I tried to keep myself calm. Well, I don't want to keep you, but I really appreciate you being here and I hope we can keep in touch. I really had fun talking with you. Yes, definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing if you pick out a show again and when it's going to be because once you get that itch to do it again, I mean, that's your biggest indication that it's time. It's true. But we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, especially with NPC adding in the wellness category. You know how like in recent years, bikinis kind of become this blurred line between where some of them kind of just look like smaller figure girls to begin with. Well, they're adding wellness and it's like between figure and bikini. So I think that that's going to really kind of change things back to how they should be in terms of what bikini looks like. So I'm really excited to see. I really do think that the addition of that wellness category is really going to keep the divisions equitable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I didn't like the direction it was going, especially when I I did a national show in Pittsburgh and I just was floored at what they considered bikini. 
and I yeah. gen genetically don't grow muscle well. I will always be bikini also, but at least the competition will be more evenly spread out. I'm actually shifting my focus. I'm creating a meal prep strategy course. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you and good luck on all your future endeavors. It sounds like January is going to be getting the ball rolling for both of us. For both <laughs> of us. I know. Thank you, Brittany. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read on AaronRowe.com. Be sure to leave a review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful? for you. Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.